and great rejoicing, as they rejoice before you as at the harvest, as people make merry when dividing spoils. For the yoke that burdened them, the pole on their shoulder, and the rod of their taskmaster you have smashed, as on the day of Midian. For every boot that trampled in battle, every cloak rolled in blood, will be burned as fuel for flames. For a child is born to us, a son is given us, upon his shoulder dominion rests. They name him Wonder Counselor, God Hero, Father Forever, Prince of Peace. His dominion is vast and forever peaceful. From David's throne and over his kingdom, which he confirms and sustains by judgment and justice, both now and forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. The word of the Lord.
reading from the letter of St. Paul to Titus. Beloved, the grace of God has appeared, saving all and training us to reject godless ways and worldly desires, and to live temperately, justly, and devoutly in this age as we wait as we await the blessed hope, the appearance of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to deliver us from all lawlessness and to cleanse for himself a people as his own, eager to do what is good. The word of the Lord. be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole world should be enrolled. This was the first enrollment when Quirinius was the governor of Syria. So all went to be enrolled, each to his own town. And Joseph too went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, that is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David, to be enrolled with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. While they were there, the time came for her to have her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were shepherds in that region, living in the fields and keeping the night watch over their flock. The angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were struck with great fear. The angel said to them, Do not be afraid. For behold, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For today, in the city of David, a Savior has been born for you, who is Christ and Lord. And this will be a sign to you. 
you will find an infant wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was a multitude of heavenly hosts with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. The Gospel of the Lord. Merry Christmas. As all of you know, or most of you, I guess, would know, I guess there'd be some people here, not from the parish, and you're most welcome. This hasn't been an easy year for me. Lost my mother on Ash Wednesday and my sister in August or whenever, October, and her husband died the same day. And I lost both my dogs this past year and everybody else. And there's here in our community many people I know who have lost people they love. And so this time becomes a harder time for us. And so I've been listening a lot to Christian music, which I always do. But for Christmas, they have a Christian station, which I always go to, that just plays Christmas Christian music instead of like jingle bells and all that other stuff. It's the stuff it has silent night like we do at mass. But there's one by Casting Crowns, one of my favorite uh, people who do things, what do they call Bands. Thank you, James. Uh, bands, people that do things. I go to bed at 8.30 and I haven't been to bed yet, so it's not a good night. Anyway, so we go and there's, there's a song in there called Somewhere in Your Silent Night. And it starts off with always calm and always bright, everywhere but in your heart tonight. They're singing carols of joy and peace, but you feel too far gone and too far out of reach. Somewhere in your silent night, heaven hears the song your broken heart has cried. Hope is here. Just lift your head, for love has come to find you. The only thing that gets any of us through anything when life gets tough is love, and especially the love of God who seeks to find us where we are. Not perfect, not always jumping up in joy, where we are. That's why God left heaven. That's why God became a man. And he was born in a stable in Bethlehem, the house of bread, in a manger to feed us. God meets us where we are. But isn't it amazing? He doesn't come and set up his throne and makes everybody bow before him. He doesn't come up and say, these are the teachings you must do or you will be dead and die forever. He comes to us as a little defenseless baby. He meets you. He meets me. He meets all of us where we're at. And that should give us great hope. And that should give us great comfort. 
that God will do anything to get into our skin. That God will do anything to be with you, to save you, to be with me, to save me. Because as we've talked about it again and again, the whole reason Jesus was born was to save us from our sins. So love comes to meet us where we are, to love us where we are. And it's that love that gives us comfort. It's that love that gets us through all of our hard times. And it's that love that keeps us going. So this Christmas, one of the first things I ask you to do is just spend time with the God who's reaching out to save you, to find you, to love you. Don't let this be part of just a tradition that we do. We go to midnight mass or Christmas. Forget all that. Spend time with this God who meets you where you are. Sins and all, he meets you where you are. And it's he who will change you. The second thing that this God does that go deeper is he does this in great humility. Humility, which is what is most necessary. And he comes to meet us in this humble way to teach us that the way we meet God is in humility. Some people, they stay far from God because they try to think everything through. And God gave us a mind, we got to use it. But sometimes our mind gets in the way. I won't follow God until everything and all my questions have been answered. You will never follow God. Your questions will never all be answered. It comes from the heart. It has to be a humble thing. You can't explain love. You can't talk. You can talk about it, yes, but you can't define it. You can kind of, but you know when you have true love for somebody, and it's beyond how we feel. Well, this love that God comes and humbly before us, he says, you want to meet me? I'll come meet you where you are, but you're going to have to humble yourself. And as you humble yourself, then you're going to find me. Again, I love Pope Francis, and Pope Francis at Christmas says, God came as a poor man, so stop trying to be power hungry. It's not in places of power where we're going to find Jesus. It's in humility. It's in a manger. It's among manure, urine, and hay. God humbled himself for you. We must humble ourselves for him. Not only Christmas, but every day. Huh? And as we come to know this God who humbles himself before each of us, we need to truly know that God comes to meet us where we are. We humble ourselves before him. And then this God comes to save us. I was walking at uh, Christmas shopping this week. I buy over 250 presents. I just got done wrapping presents today at about 3.15, and um, it was crazy. And so I'm trying to be, I wasn't in my clerics or anything. I'm trying to my own, my, own, my own business. And I saw someone who comes to church every once in a while, not Catholic, but a very good woman. And I said, hey, don't say hi. And so then I kept walking, and then she, oh, it's Father Larry. And so she come back and said, hi, and she said, I'm not calling you father. And I said, okay. And then she sat there and says, and father, you must leave the church. What? 
It's went into apostasy many years ago, Father. So, you know, Jesus, it's time for you to leave. And she says, like, this transubstantiation stuff. You know what transubstantiation is, anybody? Ed. Yes, okay, Jackie. Here we got two people. Transubstantiation means that the bread and wine become the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ and stays that way because Jesus said, this is my body. This is what we believe. Tonight, you don't get a piece of... uh, Uh, bread to remind you of God. Tonight you receive God. God wants to be with us. And he doesn't just stay at, you know, again, we like when she said, you don't re-kill Jesus. We don't re-kill Jesus at every Mass. At every Mass, don't you get it? We're at the Last Supper. We're at Calvary. We're at the Resurrection. We're at Bethlehem. And so every year, we don't just do this to remind ourselves, oh, Jesus came for us. No, no, no. The thing that happens is, is we are at Bethlehem tonight. That this God who humbles himself will humble himself even more and feed you and me with his own precious body and blood. And that's to remind us we do it every day. We do it every Christmas to know that God wants to give us new beginnings. Sometimes we're tired of new beginnings. Sometimes we give up. Sometimes we look at our own sins, we look at our own past, and think, God can't love me. I've messed up too bad. And every time a baby is born, God says, I'm not done with any of this world yet. It's hope. And so today, God wants to give you a new beginning, to let go of the past, to let go of your sin, to let go of the struggle. And stop trying. Don't do it yourself, huh? See, this is the problem between people who what we call Pelagianists, and half the church around me is Pelagianist, which they have to earn their salvation. You don't have to earn anything. Do you get this? Jesus Christ is God's grace to you. It's he who saves you. What you and I got to do if we're going to want a real true new beginning tonight is to let him take control. God isn't up there looking at you and me saying, oh, come on, you can do it, you can do it. Oh, you messed up there, don't you know? And he's not just a baby there. And he's not just in the Eucharist tonight when we receive him. This God comes from heaven to live inside of you and me. And he says, you truly want a new beginning? Surrender yourself to me. Let me take control of your life. And then your struggles will become less. But it's a choice that we have to make. God doesn't force himself on any of us. That's not what love does. You and I have to make a choice. So tonight, after communion, as we always do, I'll give you the opportunity to make that choice, to surrender your heart, your life to Jesus, to let Jesus come in and take control. And this Christmas can be a great new beginning for you, to let go of your past, to begin anew. For love has come to find you. Let him. May each of you know his love today and forever. Amen.